0: Good morning, everyone. It's such a, a joy to be here this morning. Thank you, band, for leading us in worship and to the throne room, the tech team and people working and the welcoming team and people who put all of these things together. It's so good to know that there's a whole army of people doing things. It's good to see all of you guys in the room. The room is fuller than normal. That's interesting. And it's good that we can have our face mask off when listening, you know, that that feels good. I can see a a few of your faces and make you out. Our friends online, we recognize you and uh, thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, This is Riverside Vineyard Church, in case you stumbled onto our website that you don't know. My name is Huntington, Huntington Muyenje. what would you do with 11.4 million pounds? This is not a trick question. If you're online, give me your answer. Type it. My son is reading. What would you do with 11.4 million pounds? Any takers in the room? Just, just give me something. Say A new house. I like that. That's a big house. Uh, (laughs) What would you do? Do your kitchen. Whoa, all of it. We have some generous people here. What else? One more person here. In the online, anybody taking? Go on holiday. And that will be some holiday. I'll be some holiday. Hold that thought. I will give you some thoughts on what you could do with 11.4 million pounds. Oh, you have an answer. She wants to do something. I didn't hear that. Ah. Whoa. She will give away 1.4 to the church. Uh, Something like that, about 1.5. Which is 10 percent, and then the rest she will go on a huge holiday. Ooh, holiday companies are about to make a lot of money. We have been on, on the series with the title of "What is Heaven Like?" Jesus using stories, we call parables, to eh, help us understand what heaven is like but why is that even important why is jesus laboring to let us know what heaven is like and that is going to be the gist of my message today we saw the heaven heaven which is also sometimes called the kingdom of god we saw that it is a big and a good thing it's not just an idea we saw that the kingdom of God is like a pearl which somebody found hidden in a field. They went away and sold everything they had and came, bought the field in order to have that pearl. The kingdom of God was measured compared to salt when it comes into the stew, flavors it, and makes it mmm, mmm, mm. We saw the kingdom of God is like a seed which grows small as it is. It can grow into a huge something. Jesus telling us that the coming of his kingdom in our lives makes things better. If it was a stew, it's tastier. If it was a seed, it becomes a tree, a forest even. Your small ideas with the kingdom of God in them, can grow into powerful things to impact many people. And you know what? From Genesis, God has been building a country. He he built a country. It had rivers, it had trees, it had birds, it had fish, it had roads, and it had a manager, and a deputy manager. It was a country. God, in the whole Bible, is building a kingdom. Even in Revelations, we see a kingdom, a city, coming down. Why? Why is it therefore important for Jesus to talk to us about the kingdom? Because if we invite that kingdom into our lives... If we allow God to come into our lives, then the life we live will be the kind of life he intended for us to live. So what is the kingdom? The kingdom is a country ruled by a king or a queen. God's kingdom comes where we invite him. Unlike the United Kingdom, The kingdom of God is invited, it comes by invitation. We invite God to have influence over the territories that we give. Some people have invited God into their families, but not into their work. We have to give God the territory to have rule and reign over. And then he will exert his protection. He will exert his will. He will exert his goodness. And we must permit him to do that. When we do that, we become citizens of that kingdom. And citizens of that kingdom are the people, are the instruments that God uses to bring about his influence all around the atmosphere. That, my friend, is why Jesus is taking so much time to tell us stories about the kingdom. On many occasions, we have seen people in our present day who have invited the kingdom of God in their lives. They lay their hands on the sick, and the sick get well. We have seen people who were under torment. When the kingdom of God came, they were freed. Broken relationships that have been repaired, leading to a life of peace, love, and joy in the Holy Ghost. This, my friend, is what God is wanting for you to experience. That is why he's telling us these stories. My son is going to help me read the passage uh, from Matthew. If you have your Bibles, our reading today is from the book or the Gospel According to Saint Matthew, chapter 18 from verse 21 to 35. It is the parable of the unmerciful servant. Words will come up on the screen. It will be a good idea though for you to follow using your own gadget or your Bible. Take us on, son.
1: Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown in prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what happened, they were outraged and went to their master and told him everything that had happened. Then the master called his servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I cancelled all the debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you, unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Thank you, son. Thank
0: you very much. Um, Beautiful story there, isn't it? Man owed 10,000 bags of gold. Uh, If you change that into UK money, it's 11.4 million pounds. Now, you know where the question came from. Owed 11.4 million pounds... He owed 11.4 million pounds. He was forgiven, as you've heard the story. But he goes ahead and finds the guy who, he, who owes him 100 pounds. Gets a hold of his neck and says, you have to pay now. And the guy was thrown in jail. The people who were looking said, what an awful man. He was forgiven so much money. And look what he's doing to his fellow servant. They reported this to the servant, to, to, the, to the master. But this story really is not about, it's not about money. This story, so sorry to bust your bubble, I don't have an answer to 11.4 million pounds. Uh, but you gave me some good answers. It is Peter. It is Peter who starts the conversation. Peter had been with Jesus, and Jesus had been telling some stories about the kingdom, teaching about the kingdom. And one of the things Jesus had taught about in chapter 5 of Matthew was about forgiving. And Peter brings back the subject much later and says, Jesus, my problem is not forgiving. My problem is not even how much to forgive. I have another little problem. How long... How many times can somebody keep forgiving? His problem was, how many times? I don't know about you, if you are married, you probably have asked this question. How many times? My wife has had that question towards me many times. How many times, you know, if you're a parent and you have kids, you have asked that question, how many times must I tell you to leave the bathroom dry? How many times? How many times must I tell you to make your bed? You know? And I'm saying nothing about you, Tendo, here. <laughs> but Peter had a problem. And the problem was about how many times? And if you're like me, you might have a couple more questions. Excuse me, Pastor Jesus, that's what I would say. As a kingdom citizen, you've been teaching us to become kingdom citizens. What if I give forgiveness, do they have to first ask? Shouldn't they first apologize? Do I just give away such a precious thing? Am I obligated to forgive even when they don't ask? Number two, Jesus, by the way, if I forgive, do I have to reconcile with them? And Jesus is answering these questions in his powerful answer. Typical to him. He gets away from things. He first of all teases poor Peter and says, hey, 70 times, 7 times. He says, wait, wait a minute, this is per day." And then he goes on to explain what he's really saying. Jesus is saying it's not how many times that you have to forgive. That's not the problem. The problem is that you are struggling to forgive at all. You're struggling to forgive at all. And do you know why you're struggling to forgive? Jesus gives the reason. Because you don't remember how much you have been forgiven. He reminds us today that unforgiveness changes its face. Today, you are needing to be apologized to, But tomorrow, you'll be the offender. You'll be the one who will need to apologize. And so he gives the story of those two men. But the Bible is full of people who did heinous crimes. People like David, King David. He did terrible things. And yet, God forgave him. So, let's just go to the gist of the matter and, 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 and wrap this up. So, why should I forgive? Jesus gives four reasons in this text. Reason number one is in, is in verse 31. Unforgiveness makes people dislike you. If you want to be liked, unforgiveness makes you terrible. Verse 31 says, when the other servants saw what had happened, they went, they were very outraged. I won't belabor that. Number two, unforgiveness imprisons you. It imprisons us. When we are holding on to unforgiveness, we are imprisoned. Verse 34 there says, in anger, his master handed him over to who? Jailers. Jailers are prison warders. And related to that, number three, unforgiveness attracts tormentors. Bible says, in anger, he handed him over to the jailers to be tormented, to be tortured. And unforgiveness has been associated with illnesses, with sicknesses, with arthritis, feelings of anxiety... With depression, insecurity, anger, resentment, bitterness, hate, unforgiveness can torture. Number four, why we should be forgiving is because unforgiveness ultimately leads to death. He says, Take him away. The Bible uses the word separation to mean death. When you're separated from God, the master, who is God in this image, say, take him away. Separate him from me. And guess what? Separate him even from his community. Unforgiveness causes us to be lonely. So, Huntington, help me understand, how do I forgive? Thank you for asking. Four more points, and I'll be done. Number one, forgiveness is a choice. And, you know, we always say, Pastor Andy, I don't want, I don't, I don't feel ready. Isn't that what we say? Well, Jesus seems to suggest that that is not a valid choice. So choose to forgive. Number two, how do I forgive? Matthew 5, 44 says i tell you love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you pray for them and i add pray for them to be blessed because when you pray for them god comes into their lives and then god only god can convict people and help them get back onto the path where they're able then to come and receive your forgiveness or even apologize Number three, during the situation, forgiveness, suck any poison out of the issue. It is not about you. It is about them. It is them that are hurting you. It's them that hurt you. They could have done that to anybody else. It was just not personal. So as you begin to rationalize it, as you begin to tell the person from the thing they did, they did that to you, but they might not be that horrible. Begin to rationalize it. It might help with forgiving. And finally, remember. This is verse 33. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? Remember, you too need forgiveness sometimes. And you know how it feels to need forgiveness. So Give it. We began with the idea of the kingdom, and I am now coming to an end. We began with the idea of the kingdom, and we say the kingdom of God wants to come into our lives. We cannot allow unforgiveness to bully us.